the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Third and final hour. I'm now going to be back in tomorrow for Stephen Tubbs. Who am I? Jimmy Sangenberger. Right here on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS. During the break, I was blowing Geronimo's mind, producing behind the glass today. I mean, <laughs> this artificial intelligence technology, the scenarios that it can conjure up, I had a an elaborate story that went on and on and on and asked it to continue with dialogue with meshing together different heroes and villains from various things like it's it's incredible and it's deeply concerning and really enjoyed the conversation with Dr. Rob Margison professor at Regis University on this topic I think I'm going to write about it tonight for my column on Friday because it's something that we all need to be aware of and paying attention to. Uh, there is a lot of discussions. Here's some headlines from articles that I printed out. The college essay is dead. How chat GPT will destabilize white collar work. Chat GPT will force school exams out of the dark ages. Can chat GPT write this column? AI can save education from itself. And chat GPT passes MBA exam given by a Wharton professor. Now, that's particularly, I think, on the multiple choice section of the test, but still, my goodness, the revolution is here, and it is creepy. Chat GPT is this new open AI technology that is hitting the country by storm right now. And Microsoft's seeing great opportunity in it, especially as a competitor to Google, is now investing billions of dollars in this thing. We can continue the conversation on this topic on our discussion about the AP Advanced Placement African American Studies class that Ron DeSantis says he does not want in Florida schools. We talked about that with Professor Margison in the last hour as well. I got texts I'm going to get to on that and more. There is one text here. AI talk shows, callers and hosts. <laughs> I'm sure that will come, but it won't be the same because you're not going to have that emotion. You're not going to have that human connection I don't think AI is the threat to talk radio. There are other threats to talk radio, to radio in general. I don't think AI is particularly the threat, except for music radio. That's where you could see AI be more of a threat, potentially. But what are your thoughts? 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. You can text into the show on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone, and you can email yours truly, 710knus.com, go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page or on my website, jimmysangenberger.com. That's all E's all the time in Sangenberger. 
Uh, we've got some other things we will dive into as well, including the changes to the House Intelligence Committee, thanks to Speaker McCarthy removing Eric Swalwell and Adam Shifty Schiff from the committee. And we've got more on the documents, lots to talk about. But first up, 303-696-1971, let's go to Aaron in Denver. Good evening, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing this just fine, Jimmy. You know, I mean, I was listening to your radical leftist professor there from yes. Rangers University. <laughs> yes. And uh, he made some val- you know, valid points about AI. And I was thinking about AI, and there was a big controversy with AI uh, last, uh, last this past summer at the uh, Colorado State Fair. And was there? The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, I believe it was the Colorado State Fair last summer. And they were talking, uh, this, this gentleman used AI to make art. So, so that was a controversy. Yes. Well, hey, Aaron, let me jump in on that point because there was an author. I don't remember his name. I saw the story. An author who published a children's book about a girl and her robot. Mm-hmm. And the writing for the book was created through AI. He would ask and curate the questions to get the answers he wanted for the story, et cetera. Then he went to a separate AI, and that was chat GPT that he used that we were just talking about. Then he went to a separate AI program to create the artwork and then he published the book and like in the last few weeks he's been getting a lot of flack online even though he said this was created using artificial intelligence getting a lot of flack online for doing that yeah uh, yeah I mean that's the key when it comes to AI you got to be transparent well I mean where did this art come from did it come from your brain did you use your hands did you use your two hands and grabbed a, 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 a paintbrush and, and, and did your art on the canvas itself? Or did you use artificial intelligence to create this art? So, I mean, when it comes to AI, you, you better be transparent. Because if you're not and they find out that you cheated, like, the, like your professor say, well, if, if a student wrote this paper and it just, it, it's just too good to be true, I was like, uh-uh, you know, you, you're kind of like a detective. You're just like, uh, <laughs> this smell, this smell, this really stinks. Yes. And I know, I know he or she didn't write this paper, and that's called plagiarism, kind of like Joe Biden, that moron. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. Biden. Exactly. You know, because yep. you're, you're stealing. You're either you're stealing from an individual or you're stealing from artificial intelligence. Yeah, so you, you're stealing Biden. it from somewhere. You, you didn't come up. You, you didn't come up. With- well, and this is the question, Aaron. So yeah. even if you are disclosing, I created this using AI. Mm-hmm. What is AI use doing? Well, for example, in artwork, it may be combining the styles of different artists. So in a sense, isn't that expressly plagiarism? Even if you admit that you created it in the style of this particular artist and this particular artist and trying to combine it? Isn't there plagiarism if you say that this was written in the style of, you know, a a famous author or something? Uh, To what extent is, even if you disclose it, does it get Mm -hmm. problematic? And maybe you need royalties. You know what I'm also concerned about, Aaron? I'm yeah, very I know wor- what you're coming. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. No, th- yeah, I know what you're coming from for sure. Yeah, because the thing is, uh, did you create the art? Did it, did it come from your imagination in your brain, your mind, or did you, you know, did I, I took a little piece from Picasso, or I took a little bit from uh, 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 this artist, or I saw a little bit from that artist? So you know, I mean, so you, it comes down to you know trademarks. Um, uh, it, it's it's like it's like a rapper sampling from this music 
you know, I took a little bit from James Brown. I took a little bit from here. You know, then you, well, you got to pay royalties for that. Right. You know, so there you go. So well, it's a lot of those artists didn't even want to. Well, so Aaron, here, here's something about, else, too, though. And yeah. this can tie in with, uh, with the uh, use of artificial intelligence, especially as deep fake technology and AI gets better and better. So are you familiar with deep fake? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yes, yes. So, and for example, if you look at um, Star Wars The Mandalorian, there are two or three episodes where Luke Skywalker appears, and it's actually, it's not just a de-aged Mark Hamill, it is a deep-faked Mark Hamill using his look from way back in the 70s and the 80s, uh, more, more in the 80s because of post-Return of the Jedi, but... Also, his voice is not actually his voice. It was using a complex system that pulled recordings of Mark Hamill from Star Wars and other movies and TV programs and interviews and so forth that he was on and mm-hmm. artificially created his voice for the appearances of Luke Skywalker in that show. Here's the thing. More okay. and more we are seeing deep fake being used to look like Putin and Trump are, or Putin and Biden are having conversations or Elon Musk is talking and they're able to simulate the voice. And it's starting to get very scary in terms of what is used for the likeness of prominent people or maybe even not so prominent people and how that can be abused similarly to A.I., uh, yeah, and it, it comes down to a trademark thing, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Hamill, he could spoo. Well, so in that case, Mark Hamill agreed. It's actually similar. Um, So James Earl Jones is no longer going to be the voice of Darth Vader, but he signed over the rights to his voice for Star Wars to for uh, Lucasfilm to artificially recreate his voice for any future appearances of Darth Vader. He signed over the rights to that. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all I can say that's just mind blowing. Isn't it? That's mind blowing to actually sign away your voice, your voice. This, mm-hmm. this is that's his voice. Yes, it, 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 because because they want to make money off of his voice, and he's that's making money voice. off of them making money. It, it, well, you know, it, well, Jimmy, it's always about the money. It is, it is, and, and one more, money. one more final thing, Aaron. Since we're down this line of thinking, mm-hmm. there are a lot of folks in media who may sign over their name and likeness for use by a media outlet that they work for. One of the concerns that I'm hearing talked about more and more is the prospect that a media company could, whether that person is working there now or in the future could potentially deep fake their face and simulate their voice and they have the rights to the likeness of that person, could they potentially be able to legally do that and what ethical implications are there from that? I mean, the reality is for all these things, the laws need to catch up, I think, Aaron. Oh, yeah, no question about it. They got to catch up and and eventually they will catch up because, you know, there's just going to be a lawsuit. Here's another lawsuit. (laughs) There's another lawsuit. Here comes another lawsuit, and it's going to go on and on and on until eventually these laws catch up to uh, this uh, AI technology or this technology or that technology. But until until eventually it will catch up because of the lawsuits that are just going to come down like a like a tsunami. I mean, it's going it's going to hit like a tsunami. 
Aaron, I appreciate the call. Excellent call and great points, my friend. You have a great evening. Oh, you too. Goodbye. Thank you. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. I was just sent a tweet thread on other AI-powered websites of a variety uh, of, of options from this guy, Kenneth Todd, at Kenneth Todd on Twitter, if you're interested in taking a look at other a variety of other AI sites. That's just mind-blowing. I have I have a listener texting in having some fun. Jimmy, I'm AI. I don't exist. Yes, AI texter. Oh, I can tell you for a fact this person's not actually AI, but it's all in good fun. We in the AI continuum rate old Fleetwood Mac and Derek and the Dominoes as the best blues bands. <laughs> you may call me Q. So there you go. The mysterious AI from the AI continuum, which, by the way, now, I don't know if you're playing off of Star Trek there with Q continuum. Um, I will say that old Fleawood Mac is, uh, with respect to those members of Fleawood Mac who have passed on, is the best variant of Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green and so forth. Uh, great blues band. The best? No, I couldn't agree with that. Derek and the Dominoes, you know, that was mostly an album and then some touring with that album. You can't, Dwayne Allman never went on tour with Eric Clapton for Derek and the Dominoes. So while the Layla album is arguably the best rock album, best blues album of all time, or one of them, it is, uh, it's hard to really say that Dwayne Allman, whether he would have been considered Derek and the Dominoes or not, if you're looking at live, like what your judgment is for concluding who made up the band to draw the conclusion of where they are in the rankings of great bands. Is it the recording for Derek and the Dominoes or the variation that toured without Dwayne Allman? And quite frankly, those songs would not be nearly, nearly as good if not for Dwayne Allman. I mean, that slide part on Layla, classic and incredible. But I digress. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. Who knows where the discussion is going to go tonight. But folks, Eric Swalwell and Adam Shifty Schiff are both removed now from the U.S. House of Representatives Intelligence Committee, and here is Speaker McCarthy defending himself on that point and saying, look, this is legit. Here is him talking specifically about Adam Shifty Schiff with the media. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. 
So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel because it goes to the national security of America. And I will always put them first. All right? Game, set, match. Way to go, McCarthy. Speaker of the House talking about Adam Schiff. Now, how about McCarthy on Eric Swalwell? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell. Because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. Isn't that, that's the Speaker of the House we want, we need for the Republicans. Now, Eric Swalwell isn't too happy about being kicked off the House Intel Committee. Here is poor little Eric. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. The credibility and integrity of the House is going to be restored by Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and Ilhan Omar. Yes, the trio will restore credibility and integrity. Which really comes hand in glove with having relations with the Chinese spy. Using Twitter for squelching things that you want or don't or don't want shared or putting out your own disinformation. We see more about what Shifty Shift did in regards to Twitter. Uh, or, you know, more anti-Semitic stuff that comes from Ilhan Omar. Yeah, those are the things that really boost the credibility and integrity of the House of Representatives. Omar, Swalwell, Schiff are all purveyors of credibility and integrity. What heroes? What heroes and McCarthy has done them wrong? Right? Or not so fast? What are your thoughts on this? Are you glad to hear McCarthy affirmatively say, yes, this is why they're off the intel committee in the case of Swalwell and Schiff, foreign affairs in the case of Ilhan Omar, and I'm defending it thoroughly, and I am going to continue to defend it because it's the right call. 303-696-1971. You can text into the show on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. We will get back to text calls and more. Coming up as we continue, I'm Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs here on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution. Thank you, Eric Swalwell, for restoring the credibility and integrity of the House of Representatives. Actually, you are. 
by being removed from the House Intelligence Community Committee, you are doing your part in restoring credibility and integrity to the House of Representatives, to that institution. Kudos to you. What a treat. What a smart move on the part of McCarthy. And kudos to you for participating in that. But I know you're sad. The Shifty Schiff and Swalwell Blues. Before I get carried away, there we go. little bit of the shifty Schiff and Swalwell blues. Poor guys being kicked off the Intel Committee. For the benefit of everybody else. Getting a suggestion, I'm now filling in. Again, Jimmy Sangenberger filling in for Stefan Tubbs. I haven't said that yet, coming in back from the segment break. But I will be in now from 4 to 7 for Stefan tomorrow as well. Alexa texting in. With Shifty Schiff and Stinky Swalwell, <laughs> I haven't heard that one, you could have a, which, which makes perfect sense for Swalwell, it really does, you could have a narcissist expert on tomorrow. Along with Ilhan, these three are complete narcissists who don't believe they have done anything wrong. Schiff spent four years screaming Russian collusion and how he had the proof. Where is the proof? Also would love facts around Schiff and the standard hotel stories and his relationship with Ed Buck. Okay, interesting questions. Poor guy. Poor, poor guy. I just have to play McCarthy again. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell. Because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with the Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. Well done. Just pulling no punches on this and making it very clear and standing by affirmatively, which is exactly what he needs to do. By the way, it's it's kind of the what's good for the goose, good for the gander, right? Democrats toss off Republicans off of all committees. So he tosses Democrats off of pertinent committees, certain specific committees, not all committees. They can still go on committees. Just not intelligence in the case of Schiff and Swalwell and foreign affairs in the case of Ilhan Omar. Uh, Let's get to some texts here, including some long-awaited texts. Uh, One, uh, 
a couple from uh, Q, as he's now calling himself, or itself, supposedly an AI. Don't forget heroin Barbie. At some point, she will join the squad. That would be Brittany Pedersen. Yeah, she may well be a new squad member very, very soon. And uh, the kicked off the Congressional Committee Blues, they were framed. Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, this is going back to the earlier discussion we had with Professor Rob Margeson, Associate Professor of Communications at Regis University, defending the introduction of AP Advanced Placement African American Studies in schools and arguing uh, that Ron DeSantis is wrong to forbid that course from being in schools in Florida, at least as it currently is. Listener texted in about an hour ago, so we've been a long time coming for these. So the course was presented the same way as the omnibus bill. While there are some educational benefits of the course, it's also sprinkled with a bunch of bad stuff. The governor is correct. Education and indoctrination cannot be taught in the same course. And then in responding to the idea that Professor Margeson was arguing that students should be able to opt into the course, this is not a requirement. It's not mandated. It's optional. Every AP class is that way. There may be certain, like AP or United States history is is required in schools across the country, but not AP U.S. history. However, AP U.S. history will cover the requirement for U.S. history in state standards and curriculum. But you don't have to take AP U.S. history. That's a college-level class. So Rob Margeson was arguing parents can... Intervene, though, but students should be able to opt in. Now, as for the intervening of parents, this listener also texted, as if the liberal teachers really put out bulletins of what is taught in the class for parents to be informed. In fact, and that's a great point, in fact, it is like pulling teeth to get access to curriculum in schools right here in Colorado, where parents are literally forced to provide CORA requests, Colorado Open Records Act requests, and are oftentimes not getting the answers still, even in response to Cora, which is why Pam Benigno at the Independence Institute has been putting forward the idea and has a great paper on this, by the way, about curriculum transparency and allowing or making curriculum a clear part of what is permitted under the Open Records Act in the state of Colorado. Another listener text came in, African studies should encompass the history of Africa, all of it without their political leaning. All history should be taught this way. So this is African-American studies, not African studies, and it's more than just a history class. I don't think that would apply in this particular instance, but I see what you're saying as far as presenting a heck of a lot and not just a narrow band of certain selected things, although... Keep in mind, you're talking about a class that goes over so many months and you can only cover so much ground no matter what that class is. But the point is very well taken. By the way, if you want to join into the festivities, 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. You can text into the show. 
on the 710KNUS app or shoot me an email, 710KNUS.com. Go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page or JimmySangenberger.com. You can log on there and shoot me a text. All ease, all the time in Sangenberger. So on Biden, going back to or going back to the D.C. craziness, Biden, well, first of all, listen to this little tidbit of what Biden could not remember today. The Secretary of State, the Secretary of, of, the, uh, of uh, uh, the military uh, behind me, uh, are, uh, they, they've been deeply, deeply involved in this, this whole effort. He couldn't remember Secretary of Defense. By the way, we've never had a Secretary of the Military. He used to be Secretary of the Army. Uh, excuse me, Secretary of War, not the Army. Secretary of War. And then it became Secretary of Defense. I think that was back during around World War II that the Secretary of Defense replaced the Secretary of War. Maybe, Geronimo, if you wouldn't mind fact-checking me on that. But this is embarrassing. Something is way off. Way off when it comes to Joe Biden and his capacity to remember and to understand what's going on. The Secretary of State, the Secretary of, of, the, uh, of uh, uh, the military uh, behind me, uh, are uh, they, they've been deeply, deeply involved in this, this whole effort. I mean, Secretary of the military, not Secretary of Defense. And I'm not making fun of Biden here. I'm pointing out. Something is wrong as far as his mental well-being. We see it time and time again. And maybe that helps explain why the left-wing media, the liberal media, has been turning on Biden when it comes to what's been happening with his classified documents. Even Jen Psaki, the former White House press secretary, who I bet Biden wishes was still his press secretary instead of Karine Jean-Pierre, even she was raising a question about Biden's handling of this situation. I'm really looking at what's next with these documents in the White House. I, I think we've learned a lot over the past couple of weeks of what actually happened here. There's still some head-scratching things, like why they didn't search all of yeah. Biden's homes. But I do think they're starting to get on better footing. The question to me is, are there more documents, and are they going to keep mm-hmm. being uh, aggressive and front and center here as they've been over the last week? I mean... There's still some head scratching things. That's Jen Psaki. Now let's go over to Karine Jean-Pierre and Peter Ducey of Fox News, the White House correspondent there, pressing her, and now she just didn't want to go down the rabbit hole. We know the president did it. Why did he do it? I would refer to the White House Counsel's Office. In the president's own words, he admits to having information that wasn't his. Why did he smuggle it out? I will let the the, the, the statement of the president stand for itself. I'm just not going to go into a rabbit hole, down a rabbit hole with you. She's not going to answer any questions. Not going to go down the rabbit hole. By the way, thanks, Geronimo. Behind the glass, 1947 is when the Secretary of War became the Secretary of Defense, Department of Defense from the War Department. 
which I I knew there was that change. I thought it was somewhere around World War II. And we just got those facts verified. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, the debt ceiling debate continues. What advice does Speaker, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich give for Kevin McCarthy? And what about what Biden said back in 2010, 2011, and now he intransigently does not want to negotiate at all when it comes to the debt ceiling? Would Biden 2010, 2011 agree with him or would he be chastising? The Biden of 2023. Keep it right here. Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs. One more segment. News Talk 710 KNUS. Tennessee whiskey? Awful. An awful lot like I'd rather go blind. Sometimes you wonder which is which. Or is Tennessee whiskey a takeoff of I'd rather go blind? There's been a lot of discussion about that even though there are some distinct differences. Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs today and now coming back in tomorrow from 4 to 7. We'll figure out a lighter flare topic uh, with all the craziness that's been going on. Although that discussion on artificial intelligence with Rob Margeson, Professor Regis University, was quite fascinating. If you missed it, tune in to the second hour of the program when the podcast gets put up later on Stefan's podcast page and Mine right off of 710knus.com. And plus the discussion on the advanced placement African-American studies course was interesting, especially because Professor Margeson is, as he described himself on the show, a radical leftist. But a great guy. Really great guy. Um, and always willing to engage. I was telling Geronimo about how he's willing Always to engage people and, and students in class with different views. He's not a doctrinaire, you must agree with what I'm saying kind of professor. Far from it. He even had me come and speak to his free speech class a few years ago, which was an excellent experience. But I want to get to one other thing before we wrap up and wind down the program. Joe Biden has refused to negotiate on the debt ceiling. Speaker McCarthy, among many of the things he wasn't having it, with today wasn't having it with the media on this topic and with biden on his unwillingness to negotiate but here's the leader of the free world pounding on a table being irresponsible say no 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 just raise the limit make us spend more no that's not how adults act that's not how elected officials <laughs> that's not how the american public believes their elected officials act so what i have asked for is to sit down, let's find common ground, and let's eliminate the wasteful spending to protect the hardworking taxpayers and protect the future of America. Protect the future of America. Well, okay, well said. What about Biden? Uh, does Biden 2023 agree with Biden of 2010 and 2011? Here's a montage for you. I think there's going to be a need uh, on everyone's part and a realization that's everyone's interest politically to cooperate in dealing with uh, keeping the economy growing and beginning to address the long-term debts. Today, I uh, had a chance to talk a little bit with each of my colleagues. Uh, we're going to lay down, not hard negotiating position, but let's make sure each of us understand what the, where the other guy's coming from, uh, why we think the plan we put forward, each of us have put forward, makes the most sense. And then we're going to get to work. This is the debt limit. 
And it was, I don't want to use pejorative terms, it was used as the means by which, unless certain compromises were made, we would default on our debt. There's room within the budget to fund those priorities. But it's going to be, uh, you know, what it ordinarily would be, a normal political battle. This is a cycle. I predict to you that a lot of those new members who came here with my way or the highway, they'll either be on the highway or they'll learn that they have to have compromise. Now Biden doesn't want to negotiate at all with Republicans in the House. No way, no how. Not going to do it. Come on, man, just accept what I don't want. Newt Gingrich over at the Washington Post being interviewed had this advice to give to Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy as Gingrich had gone through one of these debt ceiling spats back in the 1990s. I think, first of all, you've got to start with, you know, we, we tried to practice listen, learn, help, and lead in that order. Uh, and we tried to build a box, and, and the box would be one side was what I had to have, one side was what he had to have, one side was what I couldn't have, and one side was what he couldn't have. And in the middle, there was something you could work on. So I would say, first of all, is Biden willing to at least sit down with McCarthy and spend hours talking through creating that kind of a box? Where can they, you know, as I said a while ago, why would Biden say, no negotiation of any kind on the debt ceiling, other than as a negotiating ploy. But if he really means that as a policy, uh, he is going to force a crisis because he can't get a clean debt ceiling out of the House. I don't think it's possible. Good advice, but Biden ain't going to participate. He's unwilling to negotiate. What does that say about where we are headed if he's unwilling on this significant issue to negotiate? What about future issues that will come up? And a, a, is he going to be willing to debate, negotiate on those other crises that come up? Is he just going to write off the House of Representatives because he doesn't like who their leadership is and what positions they're taking? You can't govern that way, Biden. Listen again. Listen to yourself. I think there's going to be a need uh, on everyone's part and a realization that's everyone's interest politically to cooperate in dealing with uh, keeping the economy growing and beginning to address the long-term debts. Today, I had a chance to talk a little bit with each of my colleagues. Uh, We're going to lay down, not hard negotiating positions, but let's make sure each of us understand where the other guy's coming from. Now, admittedly, that was 13 years ago when Biden was vice president. Now Biden's the president and documents from when he was vice president are showing up randomly at his home and his office. Homes and office. But nevertheless, the Biden that was vice president at the time, collecting documents as opposed to hiding them next to a Corvette in his garage was rightly saying we need to negotiate, and they worked things out eventually. But now he's unwilling, while he is president of the United States, unwilling to engage, unwilling to negotiate. That's not very presidential, Uncle Joe. That's not what the American people are 
asking for and were asking for in giving Republicans control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, here's the thing. I think one of two things is going to happen. Either Biden will be forced to come to the table and to negotiate, or Biden is going to work with Mitch McConnell, his friend, because they've got a longstanding relationship and they negotiated an agreement back in 2011, I think. He's going to get McConnell to work out an agreement with the Republicans in the Senate that they will pass, and then they will pass this along to the House and say, this is the package that you need to pass, and you will have a few Republicans, maybe a dozen Republicans, who will cross over and join the Democrats and be enough to get this through, 12 to 20 Republicans, be enough to give Biden the votes that he needs. I'm hoping it's the first option. I'm hoping Biden's forced to negotiate and the Republicans in the House hold the line, etc. But who knows? We shall see what happens. And we'll certainly be talking about it right here on 710 KNUS. That is it for me today. Jimmy Sangenberger filling in for Stefan Tubbs. Tomorrow I will be back in the saddle from 4 to 7, so be sure to tune in then. Looking forward to that con- continuing the conversation tomorrow. Other than that, I hope you have a great evening. Stay warm. Drive safely if you're out and about. There's certainly some black ice out there. Have a great one. And as I always say, may God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.